action. Welcome to Torn Stunts, the Trash Movie Podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk and Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, it's almost 2018! It's New Year's Eve. How what we've got, a couple of hours before midnight? Or it depends when they're listening to this. <laughs> Alright, well, so either you're hungover on New Year's Day yeah. or you're getting fired up by listening to Torn Stubbs Pod. Yeah, we're your pre-drinks. Yeah. Music, <laughs> chat track, <laughs> chat track. That's it. That's the Spotify chat track trill out. Oh, what? I can't even say it. Trill out. Trill out. Trill out. I've had a couple of drinks. I'm at Margot Kidder. For this episode, we've watched New Year's Eve, which is directed by Gary Marshall and came out in 2011. Joshua, New Year's Eve. It follows a frankly huge cast of A-list Hollywood actors, uh, including Michelle Pfeiffer, Zac Efron, Jessica Biel, Robert De Niro. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and <laughs> it follow- time. Yeah. follows them over New Year's Eve as they all search for happiness and enlightenment before midnight when the ball drops in New York Ugh. that's an actual ball not a metaphor uh, so this was made by Gary Marshall as you said and this came out uh, the year after he had made Valentine's Day which I have not seen which but I what, have not what's seen Gary Marshall either. done prior to this Pretty Woman um, other oh Princess Diaries one and two. I think he did the second one as well. Actually. Did he do Runaway, Runaway Bride? Because um, that was almost the Richard Gere. That was the reunion. Uh, what's her name? Reunion. Oh, Ju- Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. There was their reunion like 10 years later. Different characters, yeah. uh, different film. Yeah, Same so actors. this one kind of tried to replicate that formula, that kind of Love Actually formula of, you know, lots of different jigsaw pieces. That then God, come Love together. Actually was like that, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, it's that kind of thing. Um, and it tries to do that. And... It's frankly exhausting trying to have any investment in any of the characters because it's all it is 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 a gimmick. It's a huge gimmick. It's basically kind of like every ten minutes you're like, oh look, that's Halle Berry. Oh look, that's Robert De Niro. Oh look, oh it's Michelle Pfeiffer doing her Selena Kyle impression again. Oh okay. And then <laughs> yeah. as soon as that as soon as that stops, you lose all interest in it because you know that you're not going to have any more kind of A-list eye candy. It's you, you've, you've got your pieces set now. Mm. Um, so it's like it's a good long it's about two hours long yeah maybe more of watching essentially kind of a a B-rate Nancy Myers film where again it's all pretty Americans you know having trying to figure out how to fix their lives Um, and we don't need any more B-rate Nancy Myers movies because quite frankly Nancy Myers is making B-rate Nancy Myers movies you know from the woman that made Private Benjamin to The Holiday yeah she should not be proud of her career <laughs> <laughs> this film has one thing in it that i thought i was i was kind of annoyed at myself for laughing but i justified it by saying no it's fine it's michelle pfeiffer making me laugh not this awful film and it's this amazing segment where her character has written this ridiculous list of things that she wants to achieve before midnight so she wants to go to bali she wants to save a life um zach efron is kind of a bike messenger who helps her is he a bike messenger it's yeah, just, he like, bikes to work. No, no, he's like a no, he's he's a bike messenger. Oh right, he's a delivery man. Yeah, not delivery. It's more. It's like a courier, but on a bike. Oh you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Quickly take this letter across town. So when you get an email done. saying I'm going to bike that over, that's Zac Efron. 
well, unfortunately not in the real world, but <laughs> in that land, yes. Yeah. So he's helping her kind of get through this list before midnight because it means that she can salvage her miserable, boring life working for John Lithgow yeah. um, at a music place. But anyway, There's something so, on the wing. So one of the things on the list, which actually I didn't see what that was because I think I had a little noose noose. Passed out? Yeah, possibly I was hungover. Um, and there's, but there's a great moment where she's suspended above a stage and she's just swinging from side to side, but, but like completely limply like a puppet. And still with her trench coat on. With her trench coat on. <laughs> with this look of kind of like uh, terror slash joy slash confusion. Really physical though. Her, her performance is quite it's physical. It's great. And that's the best bit in the entire film is seeing Michelle Pfeiffer get swung around above a stage um, doing that but the rest of the film for me you're fired no. <laughs> <laughs> why'd you say that I've just been watching a lot of All The right. Apprentice <laughs> with regret you're fired <laughs> um, you know me I I love films that really push the boundaries really push the envelope on what you can do with a visual medium so I, you know just this year I've, I've really liked um, The the Handmaiden Brilliant. Which I got you on DVD. My lovely Christmas So present. I really liked that in the film, in, in, in the cinema. I really liked um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer because it's so so weird and twisted. And yeah, it's just a, a, like a, a dysfunctional family drama, but in this really weird way. So I like interesting stories told in really new and unique ways. And this film, New Year's Eve, is so sickly sweet and so perfect and so awful and it's told in such a bland way it's it's essentially just one giant advert for new york it was it was almost as if it was commissioned by the new york tourist board and everyone in it is so perfect and everyone has amazing makeup and everyone has amazing hair or if they are meant to have crap hair they have like the most amazing crap hair and Zac Efron is just so beautiful as he walking by and he doesn't look tired at all even though he earns shit money but somehow I really liked it oh god what's wrong with you <laughs> I was I was so won over by this film why what how I just thought it was amazing I thought it was, oh <laughs> I thought it was brilliant I was up. so hooked into this film i found it hilarious and i found it so warm and heart heartwarming it was just so fun and cute and it was just like like a lovely piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) a lovely glitter spangle yeah i just i loved it so much because i didn't know that it was going to have all these different stories Stories is putting is a bit of a stretch, but it has got all these. You know, it's like these little vignettes that somehow somehow fit together. It's almost like if you had all these iPhone cables and you chucked them in a drawer suddenly, and you took them out, and they're all intertwined with each other. It's that kind of what like a hideous mess. Yeah, like a hideous like higgledy piggledy. Somehow it works. Some stories tie into the other ones. Some stories I don't understand why. Like, um, you know, what's the woman from the the you know. Sarah Jessica Parker. She would never end up with... Is it Bill Hader? Is that who that was? No, that was Josh du- 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 Dumel? Duhamel? The tall guy with the bow the tie. soldier from Transformers, yeah. I, who I just kept getting I confused. I don't watch Transformers, Car- Joshua. Well, who does? I kept getting confused with Carson Daly. So every, every time there was a scene with Carson, Carson Daly, Daly. He was the guy also wearing a bow tie who was presenting some kind of New Year's Eve show. And they look exactly the same. Did you even realise it wasn't the same person? He was the guy that was going to do... 
the record label thing with his mum and then go meet Sarah Jessica Parker. Who was doing the New York show? Carson, I mean, the, Wasn't it Carson Daly? Who's Carson Daly? He's just like this presenter in America. He got a gig in this film as a presenter. <laughs> it's a That's Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So they're, all just, they're all bloody the same, <laughs> aren't they? Well, yeah, because it is quite bad. I mean, like, I, I started writing down, I mean, like, apart from writing down, hello, Zac Efron, because <laughs> it was in that period when he was actually making really good movies. This was He'd like, done like the Paperboy and after... Hairspray. And... Yeah. But before he turned into The Rock point 2.0. Yeah. Where he's just gone a bit, oh no. Like vacuum form. Yeah. But it, the cast is really impressive. Hilary Swank, who I always find really odd when she's got long hair. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, who I thought she was brilliant. And yes, like Selena Carl, essentially uh, Batman Returns Returns. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zac Efron. John... Bon Jovi. Oi. 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 Got out of bed for this. What's he doing now? So he, obviously, Bon Jovi, brilliant band from like 84, 83, up until about 1990. Mm-hmm. Really exciting music. And then suddenly they turned into the blandest band in the world. So this film perfectly matches what he had become by that point. And the song that they got him to sing with her from Glee... Leah Michelle from Glee. Leah Michelle, I was going to say her who is not Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um, that song was so fucking bland. Ugh. Perfectly matched for John Bon Jovi. Sarah Jessica Parker, Robert De Niro. Oh, he's heartbreaking in it, actually. Really heartbreaking. When him and Hilary Swank have their reunion at the end of the film, actually that did kind yeah. of touch me slightly. Hmm. Um, Hattie Berry, who I always pronounce as Harry Belly. <laughs> you um, do. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, who almost Jesus. he's like Jesus almost reprising his role from Bobby oh yeah almost yeah cranky guy off left center he still just looks in like his Steve pajamas. Jobs had sex with yeah. Jesus um I didn't know her name so I even I just wrote down her from Glee yeah. Seth Myers didn't know he was an actor I just assumed he was a late night TV show host the one Who's Seth Myers um Sarah Paulson's husband in but the baby oh and that, that, that. yeah he, he was, was creepy like, he was like he was, was he? he was actually going to kill the other couple's baby to make sure that he won the twenty five thousand. Was that other guy South African? Oh, I don't know. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story. Yep, she's great. Uh, Jim Belushi. Love Jim Belushi in cameos. Do love Jim Belushi in leading acting, roles, acting roles. <laughs> and Matthew Broderick. I missed him. I don't know what happened. I completely missed him. He was. Was the, he like Blink and Miss? He was. Yeah, he got out of. He's also married to the. Um, the lady from Sarah Jessica Park. Sarah from, Jessica Park. <laughs> she lives Sarah, in Sarah I'm Jessica still Park. still off that tea. Yeah. Um, from also, yesterday's episode. <laughs> that was one strong tea. <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets out the the limo and he's like to Hilary Swank, you need to get this sorted. And then he gets back in the limo and that's his cameo. Uh, yeah. But right. he has a very Bueller, strong connection Bueller. with... Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Bueller. But he he has a very strong connection to New York because he's always on Broadway. Oh. Uh, so well, they maybe, probably live there as well, don't they? The two of them. Oh, yeah. And she has a very strong connection because well, yeah. it From was set in... City. Yeah. That was the city. But it was set in New York. Yeah. And um, also John Lithgow playing Michelle Pfeiffer's boss. But he's just like, this is when I stopped caring about the film because... He's just That's quite early on. Yeah, because he just doesn't make any sense. He's he's not a character. He's not a real person. He's just this kind of like stupid clown of a boss who just would never exist in real essentially life. Essentially playing his character from 
third rock, third rock. He's but without be, but without being an alien who's confused about the world <laughs> yeah who's just a, a guy just in being an flat yeah it was almost like a, a good guy version of his character from santa claus the movie Oh. Do you remember that? Was he in Santa Claus the movie? Yeah, he was the guy that was like stuffing all the the kids' toys with like nails and rocks and stuff. The one with Dudley Moore. Oh. Do you remember that? Not Tim Allen. Not the Santa not the Santa Claus. No. Maybe it's called No, it's called Santa Claus the movie. Because oh. the Santa Claus as in yeah, the legal yeah, yeah. clause yeah. is, is Tim, Tim Allen. Allen and then the third one and the second one. And there's a new movie out with him, some Christmas movie on Netflix I've just seen. Oh cool. Won't be watching that one. I just, I'm in shock. The, uh, oh, well, I like it. Passionate you're being about this <laughs> film. You'd think after 30 years of making music videos that John Bon Jovi would understand how to lip sync correctly. Oh. Maybe he always sang live. That mouth was all over the place. Uh. No, I don't think he sang live on music videos. <laughs> had to do it every, had to like do it live every time it was you on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so horsey throat. Uh, um, well, because he was an Ali McBeal around this time. I think he was in the final season. He was in Annie McBeal. He was in the Annie, final. Annie, Ali, Ali McBeal. Yeah. I remember watching the first episode of that. If, if, actually, you'll tell me, you've seen it. You've seen the first episode. Of? Ali McBeal. Yeah. So tell me if, if this is it. It's a voiceover woman talking and then she like recounts something back in her youth and she sat on like a, a porch swing with a kid giving a note. Is that Ali no. McBeal? I'm sure it what is. What the heck is that? Is that Gilmore Girls? I've never seen Gilmore Girls or ever heard of it before so <laughs> what you've never heard of Gilmore Girls no is that the wow. one with Lena Durnham who that's L- girls that's girls <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not a millennial <laughs> I'm not Generation Z I am not what Generation Z I'm not Declan McKenna um, Annie McBeal does that have the bad guy from Ghostbusters 2 in it the one the yes. baby yeah yeah Fish his name is Fish in the, in the show yeah he's really funny Peter Peter Dinkich no, Peter McNichol. There's this bit at the film that, that sort of annoyed me. It said something along the lines of, New Year's Eve is the one night of the year where everyone in the world can come together at the same time. And I'm thinking, no, because of the time differences. <laughs> yeah. So already they're completely wrong. And also, and also when Hilary Swank said, billions of people around the world are watching this ball drop. I have never watched that ball drop in my life. Yeah, no. In fact, I wasn't even entirely sure it was a real thing. <laughs> until I watched this film I did not get bored at all during this movie I was so bored but it, I was so oh. engrossed in especially Michelle Pfeiffer's story that's the one I identified with the most I, I, I guess because the way that. I feel about how stale I feel my life is at the moment right okay that yeah. I feel like oh I've got things I want to do not necessarily on but New I Year's Eve when it's really busy they robbed her of the chance to actually fulfil those wishes on her list what for real in any real meaningful way like save a life she she got a puppy. That's, That's saving a life. And also, they like, put them down when you don't. She wants to go to Bali, so she went to a fucking spa. Like, yeah, the weirdest spa say. because it had the, the dirtiest. <laughs> it was like it was like going into like a gangster's fishmonger, and they open up like the service lift, and then boom, they're in this weird like spa with like waterfalls and like yeah. wooden platforms and. Nice looking towels. And also, yeah, that's true. But also it didn't obviously take Zac Efron much to find these places because the spa was called the Bali Massage Spa and the puppy adoption place was called Save a Life Puppy Adoption Service. But it does make a sense. It does make, it does make a sense. It does make it a make, sense. It does make a sense. It makes perfect sense that he would know where all these places are and he would have a, you know, like, do me a favour, get me in because he's the messenger kid. That's true. But I just thought it really... It was like, let's take something really meaningful and rid it of any meaning. 
What, New Year's Eve? Or, oh, no, her list. Her list, which was kind of a stupid list anyway. Like, save a life. That means that someone would have to die or be in a very dangerous situation just for you to save them. So, but not necessarily... No, no. Well, maybe it's an emotional thing. Like, you know, you can help someone. How would I feel needed? Well, she's saving her own life because yeah. she looked like she was, you know, on the brink. Yeah. As I, we I all did like are. their kiss at the end when he got a bit of the um, confetti uh, stuck in his mouth. That kiss was bizarre because he didn't ask for consent uh, <laughs> no, but i'm her, sorry no, but in her 2017 reaction, her reaction was i'm twice your age which is obviously was the that reason. a brag or a complaint i know i'm twice your age and was I it a complain <laughs> age complain is that a charity yeah. <laughs> that was on her list as well um the robert De thing you were right was heartwarming and he was actually genuinely genuinely really good in it like when he woke up and he was like saying to Halle Berry that oh I, I I fucked up I was never a good father this that and the other that was and then and he, he realised his mistake yeah and he imagines that he's at, that she is his wife I think no I think it's daughter. the daughter like right. played by um, Boys Don't Cry yeah, yeah Hilary Swank uh, which you have to say really quick <laughs> otherwise it's Hilary's <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he made me think his storyline seemed to have been taken out of Angels in America, where there's like a sick guy in a bed hallucinating. Uh, that, that yeah, but like that, if I remember from the the TV version of Angels in America, I don't know if it how it compares to mm. the stage show. He's a really he's an uh, he man. played by Al Pacino. He's a really troubled guy because yeah. he's he's a lawyer. Complete, well, yeah, he's a lawyer, but he's he's in his sixties or late sixties, early seventies, and he's so sucking his way so in denial about his own sexuality that he's like i'm not gay i just fuck men <laughs> i mean that's how pacino right that sounds yeah. like him but he's he's got hiv and he's dying not HIV. he's got four back in the day full blown aids and he's dying uh-huh. and he just can't accept it yeah and he's this guy who robert de niro robert de niro i mean i'm doing the face i'll have to i'm not no i'm not taking a photo because <laughs> that's cemented for life um he he understands he's dying and he seems to be okay with dying but he's not okay the fact that he's been a shit father mm. but we never we never see how he's been a shit father no. and if she knows where he is so she must be in contact so is it just internalized guilt and he's not actually shit that in itself is a is, an, is another movie mm-hmm. a whole full-blown yeah, movie yeah i mean that's what they were trying to achieve is that this was like a little window into a certain set of people's lives that I guess you could explore more fully and more satisfactorily in, you know, 12 different films. But to me, it was just this mishmash of people I just didn't give a shit about. Except Michelle Pfeiffer. Swinging. Apart from Sofia Vergara, who was just... Who's Sigar Vergara? Sorry, what? <laughs> she played, what? She, Sophia Vergara. She's from um, Modern Family and bless her. She's basically just been typecast to hell and back. Which role was gl- she? She's Gloria. So she's, she's the Colombian. Oh, no. Oh, Jay. Oh, like, the, the chef. The comedy the, chef oh, sidekick. She was, yeah, she was in a different movie to I everyone else. I was so sorry for her. I was like, you don't Complete, need to do this, Sophia. She was in a completely different movie. Who was the, the, the one who kept slapping um, Bon oh, John Jovi? Catherine Heigl. Who is she? I've never seen her in anything was, else. Oh, really? Catherine that Heigl I know was of. basically ostracized because... What, every, from what? From working in film because everyone said that she was such a massive, not very nice person. Um, so she kind of got a bit too big for her boots, I think. And then well, what was she in? She does a fairly good impression of a, a decent human being in this film. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> until she wears that ridiculous, like, wet liquid mermaid dress thing that just looks like... 
It's, she's wearing a fish skin. Which was is really that? Weird. I remember that bit. That's right towards the end when she's wearing the silver thing. I know she was in like the cleanest chef uniform I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. No chef ever has that. No, you know, no uh, chef's ever that clean. There's yeah. always a bit dirty white, especially if you're working like Yates's or something. <laughs> but what's she been in? Before so she started out in Grey's. An- well, actually, she started out in the Roswell TV series. <clears throat> then she was in Grey's Anatomy. Then she was in a run of really quite awful romantic comedies. What movies? Yeah. So there was like, well, I know she did. She did Knocked Up, which was pretty good. Um, she was in Knocked Up. She was the main girl in Knocked Up. But then after that, she did this awful run of really dreadful rom-coms that kind of pushed her slowly out of the spotlight. Now what's she doing? Well, this. <laughs> oh wow! What this podcast? <laughs> Guess I am Catherine. <laughs> of all the stories, yeah. I don't think any of the other stories, apart from the Robert De Niro one, would make any sort of believable or enjoyable spin-off film. I did love the old lady who slow, who very slowly closed the lift. That was great. Well, you couldn't watch that for 90 minutes, could you? <laughs> I, I, mean, I could, I could barely watch, watch that. that. <laughs> I did like it. They just watch at the end when they, they got the word, the clapperboard. That's great. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I do worry when they put outtakes like that at the end of films, you do think... That was funnier than the entire film. Yeah, like yeah. they did that on Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. And the thing I remember most from Liar Liar is the outtake where he's scrunching the, up the the piece where he goes, a goose. <laughs> <laughs> or where he's arguing with the, the arguing with, you know, the other, the other, the, uh, the other lawyer, the, the ginger haired lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're scr- they're, they're scr- sh- like he's going like shrew, bastard, whore, overactor. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that stick in my mind, but it's not the actual film. No. So well, I do worry the funniest, when they do that. The funniest thing in uh, New Year's Eve for me was the outtakes at the end when Jessica Biel's character is kind of having her giving birth and the actress is pulling out Valentine's Day DVDs. Oh. And it's like, oh, look at this. And Jessica Biel's like, oh. What's Jessica Biel been in? Is it Bill? Uh, Jessica Biel. Biel. B- yeah. e- like Jeremy Biel. Be- that's Beedle. Be- Ian Biel. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's, the, what's... High culture. <laughs> what has Jessica Biel been in? Well, funny you should say that because Jessica Biel has just been in a TV show on Netflix called The Sinner. Um, I haven't heard of it. It's, actually, it's decent, actually, where she, she plays a, a young woman who she's on the beach with her family and she's just suddenly flips and kills a guy. What? Um, and then she kind of uh, is obviously incarcerated. And then Bill Pullman is a police detective who's trying to figure out why she did it because he doesn't believe that she just kind of is a mental head case. I love Bill Pullman. He's really good in it. And he's like this kind of S&M obsessed detective. He loves Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. It's worth watching. Okay. Yeah. But she was also in like Blade Trinity and... In what? Blade Trinity, the third Blade film. Okay. Yeah. I think that one had Cat from Red Dwarf in it. Danny John Jules. Did it? I think so. Maybe the second one. Huh. Might be the first. Oh, I, I think, think it was think... the second one. You think the second yeah. one? Yeah. This film, even though they say, oh, it's a Gary Marshall film, he doesn't have a visual style. It's really blandly directed. Um and I think you said it. When, when did you say this this term? Oh, well, Ricky in the Flash. You said um, it's anonymously directed. Yeah, could have been no, anyone. I mean, it didn't even need a director. There's no flash or bang. It's just kind of point and shoot. Yeah, just get the story out, basically. So it's more. They probably spent more time making sure that Sofia Vergara's bosom was nicely exposed by her ridiculous chef's outfit than they did actually setting up shots for this film. <laughs> yes, but when when. You know, when you have this many stories and this many characters and you, you direct it in such a way that it's not cinematic, why not just do it as a TV show? It would probably cost less to do it as a TV show 
But this movie was what? Probably, I imagine, 100 million. It was actually 50-something million. 56 really? 56 million, yeah. I can't imagine anyone taking a pay cut. Actually, not that they would take a pay cut. I imagine they each did a week on the film. Yeah, probably less. Yeah. Because they don't really... There's very few instances where they bump into each other. So... Uh, well, there's Sarah... There's like Jessica, phone conversations. And... Well, Sarah Jessica Parker meets the one who I think is Bill Hader, but not Bill Hader. Uh-huh. Um, Halle Berry... No, Harry Belly, she doesn't do anything. Um, Halle Berry bumps into bloody Alyssa Milano. That's how ridiculous... Who's Alyssa Milano? So she wasn't charmed. Uh, oh, and uh, that's, how, that's how ridiculous this film is Where in terms of casting. Where did she bump into her? In the hospital, because even... Oh, she doesn't bump into her. She works with her. Even the... Um, did you bump into your workmates? What are you doing here? I didn't know you'd be here. Even the bit part nurse is played by someone like Alyssa <laughs> Milano. It's hilarious. Um, Hillary, Hillary Swank meets up with Robert De Niro... And bumps into Josh Duhamel when they run past the clock. Oh yeah, and they kiss in the in the outtakes. Yeah. That's quite funny. Yeah. Um, but you, no, none of the other stories. No. In Love Actually, do all the stories connect? They do connect, but they don't necessarily is it like crash? meet each other. Yeah, it is. Oh really? It's a Richard Coates version of Crash. Wow. And it really is. We're talking about crashes in the David 2008 film, not the Cronenberg wank yeah. fest. <laughs> and I mean literally. You know that film is only the, what, lift- the, the Hillary Swankfest. Hillary Swankfest. Yeah. You know that film crash. David Cronenberg's own, the the band has only just been lifted in Westminster. Whoa! It lasted like fifteen years. I've never actually seen that. Oh, it's unwatchable. Is I mean, it? most of his films are. Is it just quite nasty? It's just really boring and self indulgent. Uh, and you like body horror. Yeah, but it's mind. like sexual body it. horror. Oh no! It's not like um, like Videodrome. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's pretty sexual. It's got a vagina in his stomach. Has he? Yeah. Oh, he puts a videotape in it. I. Oh. Well, that's outdated. <laughs> yeah. Now you need. Like and the a... videotape starts like <laughs> pulsing, like it's aroused. It's really bizarre. That wouldn't work these days, would it? No, it'd have to be a you... disc. No, not even that. Just a Wi-Fi connection, so you can go onto <laughs> iTunes. So that was New Year's Eve, directed by Gary Marshall. Uh, we want you to join the conversation. Tweet us your thoughts and your reviews and your Happy New Year wishes to us at Torn Stubbs Pod. Even if you're listening to this article. What's that? So that's our party. Our party started. Oh, guys. Shh. Do the podcast. Um, even if you're listening to this at a party like we are. <laughs> we love a five-star rating. So if you fancy it, give us a rating. We're off to watch our balls drop. Oh, pardon you. Pardon me. Until next year. Yeah, until next year. Oh my God, 2018. I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Happy New Year. Cut.